0: Welcome to Shas Illuminated. Please enjoy the following shear. We are beginning tonight's shear in Sinan Chavches Dinei Satfilin. This is on page Lamites, which is the page after 76. The Machaber says in Sifalaf, Chayev Bechol A person has to Touch his tefillin at all times. He has to constantly be touching his tefillin. So his mind should not go off his tefillin. And then another point, uh, Machaber says, When a person says in Kriyashmo, He should touch the tefillin. And then when he says the Pasuk that refers to the Shorosh, he should touch the Shorosh. So the Machabi here tells us a person has to always be touching his Tfil in order not to take his mind off of it. He should always touch his Shalyad first. And then another point is that when you say in Kriyashma, specifically you should be touching your Tfil and Shigad when you say, And touching your Shorosh when you say, Says the mishabura in Sivkatan Aleph, you have to be... Touching your tefillin at all times, pirish bechol niskar Mashmesh. Any time that you remember that you're wearing tefillin, you should be touching your tefillin. Da alein tadir. So through that, you'll remember them constantly. In other words, even though it's when you're remembering the tefillin, you touch them. That's in order to remember the you know what the tefillin is all about and what and what and the the reason for the mitzvah and therefore that will cause you not to take your mind off the tefillin. V'od, another reason, and this will come in very handy to know the two reasons. To fix them, to make sure they don't move out of their place. So there's two reasons for touching the tefillah, and reason number one is that you should not be mesiach das from them. You shouldn't have to take your mind off it, like the machaber said. The mishabura adds another reason, which is in order to fix them so they shouldn't move from their place, so you want to always be touching them because they do tend to move from their proper place. I'm gonna read all the Mishaburz on and Sif, Sif Aleph and then we'll go to some interesting notes. Sivkotan days, shalya siath daito, the reason that the Mahabir broad why you should be touching your Tfillin constantly is so your mind should not go off it. Ubeisa Tfila ain't sorch lamashmeshbahem. However, while you are davening, which for us is most of the time that we're wearing our tfilin, you don't have to be touching your fillin', so you don't have to spend the whole time davening touching your tfilin. That's what the Mishaburu says. That's from the Muganavram, the Kamon Bisum emdawud, the I am the Primagodam. And we'll see that in the note in a moment, that Primagodam argues. But let's first finish up. The Meshavur says in Kotan Gimel that you should first touch the Shalyad. The Shalyad is closer. If you're going to take your right hand, it's going to be closer to your left arm than to your head. And therefore, you should first touch the Shalyad and then the Shorosh because the Shalyad is closer. And we don't want to pass over the closer mitzvah. Therefore, we touch the Shalyad first and then we touch the Shorosh. Fine. You first touch the Shalyad And afterwards you touch the Shalyad And if at the time of touching the Shalyad You find that it has moved from its place And I guess after you realize the Shalyad is not in the right place You then realize also the Shalyad is not in the right place but apparently when you touch the shayad, you didn't realize the shayad was not in its place, till after you touch the Rosh. When you touch the Rosh and realize it was out of place, you then realize, wait, let me check the shayad, and you realize the shayad is out of place. So you realize the first Rosh, and then the shayad. You have to first adjust the shayad and get it back to its place. Mikra from the Pasuk that we know already, ukshartem laos Ayadecha, that first you tie it as a sign on your hand, the Hadar u'totafos ben-yanecha, like we learned earlier, the same way that you always put on the shalyad before the shorosh. so too if you realize that you have to fix both of them, you have to fix the shalyad before you adjust the shal-rosh. Um Fine, so now let's see a couple of notes on the... Uh, on the Mishibura. Let's first start with note number one, which is very interesting. We know that many people have the custom, when they touch their tefillin, they, they kiss their hand afterwards. So should one be kissing their hand if they touch their tefillin or not? So the, the note number one, he writes, The Mishibura does not bring down anywhere the Machab and the Mishabura They talk about touching. They don't talk about kissing. And the Arach writes, The Mishibura does there are those who kiss their hand with which they touched its fillin' The tefillin. It's not. That's not the ikar. It's not necessary to be kissing your hand after you touch its fillin', That's the Aruch haShulchan writes. They say that you should kiss the hand when after you touch the fillin. Ubashar Ephraim beer. explains. nidbak liad that through the touching of the tefillin, it's like the kedusha gets attached to the, to the hand somehow, and therefore kissing it would be appropriate. That would be the hesber and those in the kiss and the Chayodom, that say that you should kiss the hand. That's the pshat is that the kedusha somehow is transferred to the hand, and then you kiss the hand. But then he brings from Rashi what his minog was, which we see a lot of people do this, and that is Rashi Noeg Hatalos Tefillin He would touch the tefillin not with his hand but with his talus or there's Ritzua and he would then kiss that. So he wouldn't just kiss his hand to be choshet I guess with Aruch HaShulch when you're kissing your hand but I guess that's showing a, a chib of mitzvah even just for the Talos that you're kissing or for the Ritzua that you're kissing but you're also accomplishing both things by doing that Eitzah of Risholm Let's look further down into note number 6 now all the way on the bottom which goes on that which we mentioned in the Mishabura that during davening you don't have to be touching the Tefillin. Which for us again, like we pointed out, is most of the time we're wearing our tefillin is during davening. You don't have to touch it. But in the parentheses, in the brackets, the Mishabur said, "I am the preme So in note six, he brings out what the prima says. Shekasev shegam bishasa tefillu The prima holds that you should be touching the tefillin even during davening. hadas mitzitz. The source for not being meesiyah das from the tefillin is from the kohen gadol wearing the tzitz. And the this was being worn during the Avoda, And you had to touch a katsune if you were the kongodal during the Avoda. So too, during tefillah, which is the place of the Avodah, we should be touching the tefillah. And that's reason, number one, that the Prima Godom says, why you should do it also during the evening The Oda, and furthermore, he says, The second reason that the Shavu'er brought down, which was, That the reason why you're, you're touching it is so that it should not move from its place, Shayat Gam that also applies during the time of davening. The tzad not to is that the whole, the main reason that the Mechaber brought down was you shouldn't be Das, which according to many just means that you shouldn't get involved in the Kalasrosh uh, and things like that, and during davening when your mind is on good things, so we're not choshish for it. But not the Gadim, but according to the second reason of the mission, where you want to make sure that it's full and are in place, that would apply even during davening. And again, the capacity from the tzitz also would apply during davening, and therefore, the uh Prima Gadim argues and says you should be touching it during davening as well. One more note, note that we'll look over here is that in, in, in Sifkaton, and the Mishiburah said that when you touch the Yad before the Shorosh, the reason is, Eim Avin Alamitsos. So if you're going to touch it, so your other hand is closer to the hand than it is to the head, so you first touch the Yad, then you touch the Shorosh. On that, note number seven points out, Umi um Shelyado Smucha Yoser Shal Shorosh. One whose hand is closer to his twill and shahrosh, Kosa Mishum let's say you, let's say you decide to touch your twill and you remember to touch it when your hand was in the air. You were adjusting your tawis, for example. And they you say, oh, let me touch my twillin' so here you can't say touch a shah yad first because a your hand is closer to the shahrosh. So Shom Zaman Arbal says that even though in the Icarat you should touch the Shorosh first because you don't want to pass over the Shorosh. If you're davening in a, in a public area, you're davening in a Minyan, so it's it's befitting not to touch the Shorosh first. lito People are going to see you touching a Shorosh before they show out. they're going to think that's the way to do it. So even though your hand is closer to the Shorosh, it's not so plushy that you should do it. But then Reshma and Orbach writes what the Eitzah is. It's better in that case to talk or touch the Shorosh first in order not to pass over the Mitzvah of the the Mitzvah of the Shorosh and then you should do the proper order the Shulchan says of the shayat and the Shalosh. So in other words, what Shulman Zalman Arba says is that if your hand is closer to the shorosh, so you should touch the shorosh first, but in order not to confuse people, you should then touch the shayat and then the shorosh. So if they see you, I guess they'll figure out what's going on, that you only touch the shorosh first so your hand was closer, but you're still doing the normal order which would be the shayat before the shorosh. That's the Eitzah that he says, if your hand is closer to the shorosh, first touch that so you shouldn't be over the Isra of Eim Avira Mitzvos. And then do the proper order of the Shalyad and then the Shorosh. Okay, let's go Vaita now in the Mechaber to Siv Beiz. In Siv Beiz, the Mechaber says, Tfilin Shorosh Kholait Tchila. You first take off your Tfilin Shorosh. Mishum Dixiv V'hoyul T'otofos B'yine Necha. Because the Apostlech says that you should have the Totafos beine Necha. And it says V'hayu, which is a plural Lashon. And we learn out from there, Kozman she So long that it's between your eyes, you should have two. This is where we learn out that you always have the Tefillin Shorosh on, only when the Tefillin shayad is on first. Therefore, you put the Tefillin shayad on first, and then the Tefillin Shorosh. And when you take it off, you take it on the Shorosh and then the shayad. So the Rosh is never alone, because the Apostlech says V'hayu. That only when there's both fillin, then it's beine necha. That's what the machabir says. I once heard from a rekelish, I don't know if he was quoting someone or saying his own shot. he said a beautiful pshat in makhshaw, why it should be bedafka, that the shalyad should, should, the shalroh should never be on alone. He says, like we learned earlier in the machabir, he says the reason for the tvilen the in general is the shalyad is connected to the heart, and it's on the arm. It's, it represents that all our maism should be, you know, for the sake of, of Shemayim, for the sake of Hashem. And, and the tefillin on the Rosh represents our machshava, that all oh, our machshava should be towards HaKadosh Baruch Hu. But just having the machshava alone is nothing. Just the person says, oh, I, I have lofty thoughts, that's nothing. In Judaism, everything has to be lemaista And therefore, there's no such thing as having the tefillin Shal-Rosh on by itself. Just having the machshava is nothing. You could either the on alone. You can start with the Shoya before you put the Shorosh on because sometimes a person, right, the, the, your actions, the the chitonius is ma'or the primius. If you're not feeling it, but you do the action on the outside, that will bring your alone along. But just to have the machshava, we don't believe in that I just have the right thoughts but I'm not doing the mitzvahs. No, we have... Right, Nasavanishma. We have the we have the mysan and then we have the machshava that comes along. The machshava alone is nothing. And therefore that's what Rikelish wanted to say this idea that the Shorosh is never on alone. It says we don't believe in just having the If It's not alone with the actions. If you're not acting on what you're thinking, your thoughts are nothing. It has to be always with the actions. That's what you want to say, of machshava. But really it's from a Pasuk that says, Vilhayu, Allah Shann Rabbin, that when it's filling Shorosh is on, it has to be always with two. And therefore it's put on second and it's taken off first, so it should never be alone even for a moment. Of course, we did learn earlier, if you just have a and shorosh, you would put it on. This is talking about when you're putting on both and then a and shorosh should never be on by itself. That's point number one in the Mechaber, that a and shorosh gets taken off first. Then the Mechaber says, in the third to last line, shorosh mu'umud. When you take off the and shorosh, you have to take it off when you are standing. The batik shawrosh the shalyad. And when you're putting your tfilin away in the tfilin bag, you should first put away the tefillin sha'rosh, and on it you should put the tfillin shayad. Why? so that when you come to put it on the next time, You'll bump into the shayyad tchila. And you know that we wanna always even though if you hit the wrong one, you'll put the shayat on first, like we learned, because it's a xerous shayatim, Shartem ayadecha first, but still we want to make sure that we're not mavir la and therefore we want to make sure the shayat is on top. And therefore, when you put the tefillin away, you first put away the tefillin shayros, and then you put the tefillin shayat on it. That's what the mechaber says. So let's see the mishabura now. The mishabura jumps right into the no. Fine, the tefillin shayros you take off first. That's the mishabura of cotton hay. After you take off the three wrappings around the middle finger, then you take off the Shorosh. Even the machabir says the Shorosh is first, but first you remove the wrappings around your finger before you get to the Shorosh. That's what the Mishabruder points out. So that's the only point that Mishabruder says on the first thing. Again, the Mechaber said in his first line that Tzfil and Shorosh gets taken off first, and the reason is, of to Tafos Losh and Rabdin Bahayu, and that taught us that Kozman and it should always be two. And the Mishaburah just points out you take off first from the finger, the wrappings around the finger before you take off the sharosh, but the sharosh always gets taken off before the shayad. Then the Mukhabir told us that you have to take off the Tfil and Sharosh while you are standing. Says the Hu hadin asara etzba. So to the removal of the wrappings around the finger should also be taken off standing, that's Apikaboa according to our middle the Ashkenazim that we put on the tefillin when we are standing as well we have to take off our shalyad also while we are standing because the same way you put on your tefillin you have to take off your tefillin and we Ashkenazim who put on our shalyad and our shalrosh when we are standing we should take off both while we are standing Svardim who put on the shalyad when they are sitting they can take off the shalyad when they are sitting that is the halacha. Some people, I've seen I've seen people who sit down with their t'fell and take it off. Uh, you know where that minute from? That I, uh, they're Ashkenazim? I think so, I think so. But there's something. I don't know. I don't know. Says the Mishnah Reviter, The yesh me'achachomim shahinu ho'gen lachlotz ha'zfilin rosh biyad Smol She biyad ke'ah. Some chachomim were noahe to take off the t'filin shah rosh with their left hand, which is a weaker hand to show that, it, that it's hard to take off a tefillin it's hard for us to part with the mitzvah we're not excited about it so we use our weaker hand to take off the shorosh we see a similar idea when we take three steps back and in the show on right? a righty takes three steps back starting with his left foot to show that it's harder his not his natural way to take a step, and a lefty takes it with his right foot. That you always step back first with your weaker foot to show that it's hard to to leave from in front of our Kadosh Baruch hu. So here also we want to show that it's hard to take off our tefillin. So a righty takes it over with his left hand. The hu iter Yad shakom lato If he's a lefty, that he does all his melachah with his left hand. Cholzon biyimino he takes over with his right hand. Kedei shelo lasso sachalitza mihiris. He takes it off with his right hand in order that he shouldn't do the removal quickly. Same idea, quickly meaning he wants to show that it's hard for him, so he takes it off slower using his weaker hand. And therefore, that is the minog that we take off our shalrosh with our weaker hand. Which means, if you're taking off your shalrosh before your shalyad, so it's the arm that your tefillin is on that you're taking off your tefillin shalrosh with while the tefillin is still on your hand. So then the Mechaber told us that you take off your tefillin shalrosh when you are standing and you put it in the tefillin bag and then you put the shayad on top of it. Says the Mishavura, "Vayteretzivkatan zayin koshav habach v'chein hataz leel b'simun chafezivkatan yud t'ahenu shiyasse tik aruch vitzar sheyu munachem ze al gabezeh." Says the Mishavura that the Bach and the Taz both say that you should make your tefillin tik long and narrow, that they should be piled up one on top of the other. Which is interesting because. Uh, our minnog, as we'll see, us, we don't have that. We put them side by side, but it's interesting. My son got bar mitzvah, as you know, a couple of months ago, and he got, he got for his bar mitzvah from two different people from Eretz Israel the, uh, a tefillin container, which is like a thermos, right? They, I, I, there's a in Yeshiv here that has it, but he got two of them from two different Israeli cousins from both sides of the family, and it's like a thermos, so you actually put them one on top of the other, so it's interesting. I guess it's for—I don't know if it's made for soldiers, but it's—it's it's, it's a waterproof container. It's made for soldiers or for trips, whatever it is. But so, so there is such a concept of putting the shalrosh on the bottom and the shayat on top. But the mishaburah says vaitiv amogin avrom when the second to last skinny line on the right side of the page, the yoseir tov zebitzadze. It's better to put the tefillin side by side. And the reason for that is, if you look at note 11, Mishum Sheh as Satsfilin Shorosh Chamura as Shayad We saw this once before. I'm not sure if we saw it in the mishavuru. we saw it in a previous note, that the Kedusha of the sharosh is greater because the majority of the Shem Shakai is by the sharosh, The Shin is on the Shorosh itself and the Dalit is by the Kesher in the back. The Yud is on the Shayad. So the sharosh is a high level Kedusha. Therefore, we're putting the shorosh on the bottom and the shayat on top because we want to reach the shayat first. But it's disrespectful. It's not, it's not proper cover to the shorosh, which is a high level of Kedusha to be on the bottom. And therefore the Mughat Avraham says it's inappropriate to put the shorosh on the bottom and the shayat on top of it. Rather, he says it should be side by side, which is our minog, except for those thermos filling. Um, but in general, our minog is not to have it on top of each other. Rather, it's to have it side by side. Meshavu writes, V'chey no hagen, that's our minog. And that which the Mechaber says, and on it, on the Sharosh should be the Shayad perusha. he means to say Shayitnuk Taslit It should be a little bit raised up. So you should be able to reach the Shayad first. So he says it's better for the tfil and shayad to be on the right side of the bag. Gan came Tom's death for this very reason. Now I have to say there's a note number 12 which I want to read here. But Two people, one who's presently in the shir and one is a member of the kolal, the same day told me, and they went to different yeshivas, and they both told me that they asked the Rebbe about if the zipper opens one way and the Rebbe told them to put their tefillin in different places because of the way the zipper opens. So I just want to read you a note here from Shomazam Hashem Arbach which I found interesting. If you look at note number 12, one who puts his hand into his tefillin bag, to the side where his tefillin shayat is. And he opens the zipper. Even though by opening his the zipper, where his hand is going to end up, by the opening of the zipper, it's going to be by the shayat. Mikomokom rashai lasoskay. says that's fine. We don't care how you open the zipper. Even if you open the zipper from one side to the other and your hand ends off on the side of the shal rosh, Since your initial entering of your hand into the tfil to get your Yad was done properly. So I don't know which rabbi who they got a psalm from. Here he only brings a Shulmasalman, and a Zalman says clearly, it does not matter how your zipper opens. The point is not how you open the zipper. The point is when you enter your hand, it should be entered to the side where the Tefillin shayad is. Even if the Tefillin Shorosh is on the side, on the right side, right. Even if the Tefillin Shorosh is on the left side and the zipper opens to the left, that's not a problem. Mavir Mitzvah. Mavir mitzvahs doesn't start till you put your hand inside the Tefillin bag. Fine. right mishevuravaiter in the third. uh The third it could be the other poskim disagree because it's funny. Two people from two different yeshivas told me they asked for two different rebbeim and they told them that they they should switch around their tefillin because of the zipper. So Rishon Mitzlamin is obviously not holding that way. I don't know if they have it based on other poskim, but that's that's what Rishon says. Well, wherever so, your hand goes in, that's where you that's where you're Yeah, you should put you should. Yeah, I guess because you're putting your right... I guess the assumption is you're putting your right hand in first and therefore you're putting your right hand in so your tefillin should be on the right... The tefillin shaliyah should be on the right side because you can hit that first. He's saying even if the zipper opens from right to left so you might have thought it's a problem because my hand's ending up on the left side and then I'm putting my hand in. Risholm Zalman says it's not a problem. The zipper is a separate thing. You're first opening the bag and now you're taking out your tefillin. You take out your tefillin and you want to put your hand in on the side where the tefillin shaliyah is. That's Risholm Zalman's uh, psak. Says the Mishaburavaita we're in the third line on the left side of the page. Hogan there are some who are known to make two tefillin bags. Echad the the one for the shayyad, one for the shorosh. Achgan de yoser liten But even if you have two separate bags, still you should make sure that the bag of the shayyad should be a little bit raised up. Or like we're saying here, on the right side. So you should bump it to it first. If you remember, we learned earlier that Taz said that even if it's, uh, in a bag, we should move it's in different rooms, so, so that doesn't get out of the problem of the fact that it's in two different bags, and therefore even if they're in independent bags, you should make sure that and is either raised up or on the right side. Fine. This is our minnow that we make a special, uh, box. Those who have a custom to make a tfilin box for the tfilin. You should make a marking on it, which ours come with. It, it says on it shayad and shayad. Also, we have them shaped differently based on the shape of the shayad and sharosh, where the, where the knot is, right? So the shayad has, has no knot there, and the shayad has a, has a hole for the shell, for the shell, for the kesher of the shayad. So, this we do, very much, but he's just saying if he, I guess maybe in those days they had boxes that were just bigger boxes that would, could, could fit either of them. So to that the mishavura says, You should mark off which box is the Tefillah and Yad box and which box is the Tefillah and RoSh box? Kadesh sheizor behem v'lo yotzi rosh me'atik to make sure that you know that you're taking out the right uh, the right box, the Tefillah and Yad first, not the Tefillah and RoSh. Gam and furthermore, also the cave the Shal since the Tefillah and RoSh, as we've mentioned till now, is a higher level kedusha. Yizor al bo Yad. You want to make sure that you don't change the box that you were. Using to house the shel rosh, which is a high level kedusha, you shouldn't change it to house the Shal yad, which is a low level kedusha. Another reason why you want to mark off the boxes to know which one is for which. Unless, of course, you made a t'nai before you designated the box for each one that is only temporary and you might change it, then it would be okay to switch it. Like we'll see later on in seven then, then days. This is going on that which the Mechaber said that the reason why we take off the tefillin sh- or we take off the shalosh first, we put the shalosh in the bag and on it the shayad, in order that when you come to take out your tefillin, you'll take the shayad first. ala mitzvah, and by having the shayad on top or on the right, you won't have to come to be mavi la mitzvah. shayad at You should make sure not to take off. Your Shalyad until the Shalosh is already put away in the tefillin bag. So you should not mistakenly put the shayad first inside the bag and have the Sharosh on the shayad and come to be Mavila mitzvah when you are coming to take out your tefillin. Now in note 13, he just brings down an interesting thing. He brings down that even on Rosh Chodesh, when we're rushing to you know to put away the tefillin, so he brings over here from Rabbi Yosef Chaim Sonnenfeld, that even on Rosh Chodesh, when they were rushing, he would uh, delay in... Putting away his tefillin. If you look at it, he says, "He was not but not to take off. Some people take off their shayat shalosh. You leave him around, and they wrap him during chazaras shatz." Besides the fact that it's probably not the best thing to be wrapping Tzvil during Chazer Shatz like we said so earlier, but some he wanted to make sure that he put in the Shorosh first and therefore he did not take off his Tzvil and shayad, even on Rosh Chodesh until he put the Shayad wrapped and away. In order that he shouldn't accidentally come to put the Shayad in before the Shorosh. Fine. Says the Machaber let's finish up the simen. Even though we discussed earlier whether you should kiss your hand when you're touching your tefillin, but here when you're actually putting on or taking off your tefillin, there is a minachachachomim to kiss the tefillin when you're putting them on or taking them off. And the Mishibur writes, when you wrap your tefillin, you shouldn't wrap it on the bottom. That's referring to the top, like over the middle of the tefillin. Don't wrap it over the bottom. Rather on the sides of the bottom, which is on the titora, which is the bottom part of the tefillin, which is a little wider. You should wrap it on that part of the tefillin, just not over the center, which is called the bias. Now we obviously do it. Even better than that. In other words, that's, he's talking about doing it actually on the Titora, which we don't do. We do it on the box, so we don't even. We, we, right, we do it even better than this because we're not even touching the ritzu on the tefillin. There are those who have a minug to wrap the the ritzus like the wings of a dove. That's based on different reasons because the the wings protect the dove, like Kli Yisrael is protected by its mitzvos, and also there is a, a famous gemara of the story of Elisha uh, Baal that a nace happened, his Tfilin Shorosh, turned into the wings of a dove when the officer was chasing him. So, because of that Maisa, so some of the Minug, to wrap their Ritzuos like the Kanfei Yonah. A very interesting point. He says, one, one must be careful when he's wrapping his Tfilin that he holds the Ritzuah they usually start later anyway, we'll finish in one minute. They usually should hold the ritsua and wrap hold it, I'm sorry, hold the bias and wrap the ritsua around the tfilin. The lechos ha ritsua and not hold on to the ritsua, the ha tfillin lasocha. Don't be wrapping the tfilin into the ritsua. Hold the Tefillin and wrap the ratsuwa around it. Finishing up the second to last line Gan keshenotalatfillan nikisen loyinarum. This is rather obvious. We're taking its Tefillin out of the bag. Don't shake them out of the bag. Rather put your hand in and take it out. That's a more bechavdeka m- m- way to do it. The tefillin bag is also usher in shatnayz. It can't be shalitz when so you put your hand in. There's a concern that you're you're going to get benefit uh, from the shatnayz, just like the uh the uh, towel or the cloth that we put under the sefer Torah. Also is not to be for the same reason. We'll stop here and we'll continue with Hashem with the new simon tomorrow night. You have been listening to a Shear from ShasIlluminated.org. For other Shearim on many topics, or to hear an Ion Shear on any Dauphin Shas, including Myra on each Shear, please visit www.shasIlluminated.org. To order CDs, or for more information, please call two zero three three one two shas That's 203 or email info at shasIlluminated.org.